Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, October 9th. We've got, of course, She-Hulk review of episode 8, the one that everybody has been waiting on but didn't know it. And also, we're going to talk about real quick, before that, though, they released a new Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer, saw some cool, awesome new stuff. So let's get everybody's whelms and talk about that for a little bit. So, Jeremy, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, I see that I am pleasantly whelmed. I'm uh, not, like, overly whelmed yet. It does seem like a really cool uh, movie. Like, There's going to be a lot going on. And I like... Seeing even already in the in the trailer, the kind of tribute that they'll be getting a sneak peek of the tribute to T'Challa or to Holy Cow, <laughs> Chadwick <laughs> Boseman. Just, there it goes. Like it just completely <laughs> left me. Like as soon as I was about to say it, sorry. No, you're good. But yeah, so I, I liked being able to see that. Just and that it looks like they're gonna have a really cool tribute to him. And then overall, the movie, like I said, I'm definitely looking forward to. All right, then, Richard, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was a cool trailer. I think I liked the first one better. The No Woman, No Cry one. Uh, the soundtrack was dope on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. think that's the reason why. Um, <laughs> some interesting things, though, in the trailer. Um, I, well, I, sorry, Whelm. Uh, I guess I was whelmed by the trailer. I'm, I'm really, like, as far as seeing this movie... I'm super excited to see it. Like I, I really like this is some this is new territory to me for Marvel. Like they've killed like well, a, a character has died, and they don't plan on bringing it back. Now, yes, someone is taking over the mantle, but uh, to me, this is very new territory. So I'm very interested to see what they'll do. I am a little peeved that they just straight up telegraph who's going to be Black Panther in this movie. They've been keeping it a damn secret for a while. And I know there's been leaks, both on like the Lego set and just leaks in general. But like yeah. this movie just straight up goes, this person is is Black Panther. So my question real quick is, you said this is uncharted territory for Marvel. I, I'm Help me through your thought process with that, because I don't because in my mind, I'm like, all right, we've gotten Black Widow that died and. Uh, it seems like uh, Belova has taken up that mantle or is going to take up that mantle. Yeah. And then you've got Tony Stark who has died and nobody's necessarily taken it up yet, but we've got somebody else that's supposed to come in and be almost that same with Riri Williams. All right, here's a hot take for you. Riri can never fill Tony's shoes. I'm just saying right <laughs> here, right now. <laughs> like, I don't know the actress that plays Riri Williams, but she'll never fill Robert Downey's shoes. She'll never do it. I'm sorry, she won't. She's not as charismatic. I, I know we haven't seen her yet, but I got a feeling she's not as charismatic as Tony. Uh, you have a point about uh, Florence Pugh as Yelena. I kind of consider her White Widow because I think that's what she is in the comics is she's not Black Widow, she's White Widow. Mm -hmm. But whatever, that's just splitting hairs. So I, I guess I kind of forgot about that. So yeah, you're right. I don't know. To me, this is just one of those people that, I don't know, they were just dealt a bum deal. Like, in other words, like all the people involved, like the director, the actors, and everything else. Yeah. And 
I'm just really intrigued to see how they pull this off. Like, will they make it equally like amazing as some of the other Marvel movies or will it fall flat on its face? I got you. I got you. I was, so before this trailer came out, I was like, okay, Black Panther's coming and Namor's coming. Cool. Uh, That's great. So I was kind of like whelmed. This trailer, I'm pleasantly whelmed with, like almost overly whelmed. But this trailer alone has made me super excited for the movie that's coming out. And just like stuff that we've seen and stuff like, and I think some people are blowing some things out of proportion. But yeah, I like this trailer to me is like totally like, all right, I'm ready to see this. I'm excited to see this. And it's more for Namor's sake, honestly. And I'm not even like a Namor yeah. fan, really. It's more, though, for Namor's sake than it is even Shuri taking up the mantle. Like, you know, it's funny to me. I just was thinking uh, Namor is one of those superheroes. He doesn't have a super suit. Like, he just wears his, you know, green whitey tidies. Yeah. Greeny tidies. I don't know. Anyway, it's just, I feel bad for that actor because he's going to have to stay buff for like the next whatever 10 years that they keep him as Namor. <laughs> like he'll never be it's just it's just steam chicken and that and like some greenery and that's it. <laughs> Broccoli. Yeah. Just throw the rock in there and we'll be fine. Oh my God. <laughs> oh God, no. Oh Lord. Well he does have that one that's like that that deep V like black uh armless like suit kind of thing. Oh right. He does have that. With, uh, that was during the, uh, was it X-Men versus uh, Avengers? Was that I the, the AVX. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, when he had the Phoenix power in him. Something like that. But yeah, uh, that, that brings me to one of the things I was talking about. People are, I think, blowing out of proportion, which uh, if you're looking for the book, I'm going to have it for sale. But <laughs> a lot of people are like, hey, uh, you know, Namor's going to flood Wakanda. And like, there's a scene where we see water coming through and it looks like it is going through Wakanda. I just, I don't see him like decimating Wakanda with a flood. Like, I just don't see that happening. I kind of wonder if that will happen, though, because one of my notes was Angela Bassett says the line, you know, her character, Ramonda, says the line, uh, we know what you whisper. They have lost their protector. And to me, I was like, are they implying that possibly Namor kills T'Challa? Like, are they doing that? Like, is that why oh. the like in universe reason why T'Challa's gone? It's not like he died of some sickness, but that like Namor killed him. That would be that'd be amazing, honestly. Because <laughs> like to set the precedent of like, hey, this is a badass guy. Okay, you can say mm-hmm. whatever you want, but like then you sit there and you drop the line of yeah, he's the reason T'Challa's dead. Like he murdered T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my like. We know yeah. T'Challa, you know what I mean? But we haven't seen Namor yet. And if it comes out, they're like, oh yeah, he's the one that did it? Like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a way to basically establish like, you don't fuck with this dude. <laughs> and it's it's added on even more, like he's not necessarily talking about Namor himself, but his people, but it's added on more with M'Baku when he is uttering the line. Uh, he's like, his people don't call him general or king. They call him Kukulakan, the feather serpent god. To kill him is to risk eternal war. So in other words, like, he's saying that, like, we shouldn't fuck with this dude. Because if we kill him, his people are going to non, like, incessantly always attack us, 
no matter what for the like end of like earth (laughs) (laughs) or until the end of them. Yeah. 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 I love when, when M'Baku got, like, I love him saying that. I was just like the, just his, uh, his accent that he puts on when he's doing it and stuff like that. I was just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is freaking amazing. I freaking love it. Yeah. I love, uh, Winston Duke. Yeah. I believe is the actor's name. He's great. Uh, So, I don't know if y'all have any more about this trailer, but I want to get into the slight spoiler spoilery for this movie about who Black Panther is, why I don't think they should have picked this person, why it should be somebody else. You can you can vote for your uh, Bucky if you want to, Michael. Yeah, Bucky! Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy and his mug. I was wondering when that mug was coming out. <laughs> okay, so in that trailer, we see a Black Panther land at the very end. And it is a very petite-looking Black Panther. It is very, very, very petite-looking. And there's only one character who's very, very petite. Plus, that same character has little white dots all over them, both in this trailer and in the previous Black Panther movie. And if our listeners don't want to know who Black Panther is, skip ahead. Well, they right shouldn't now. even turn on our fucking podcast then if they didn't That's want true. to know. That's true. I just don't, I feel bad for spoiling this. But anyway, uh, it's Shuri. It's Shuri. They've telegraphed yeah. Shuri. The leaks have said it's Shuri. The Lego set shows that it's Shuri. Every poster shows her in the middle of like where the mask is. It's fucking Shuri. Now, <laughs> what I think, what I'm getting to now is that the MCU feels like it is starving for another Tony Stark. I think they're looking for a Tony Stark. I think they maybe wanted that with Black Panther. Now that, unfortunately, we lost Chadwick Boseman, I don't think Shuri, I don't think they're going for Shuri to be the new uh, RDJ. But I feel like I'm, what I'm going for is I'm still saying M'Baku. He's very, like, Winston Duke is very charismatic like RDJ. If you go back to that, uh... D was a D20. I can't remember. Maybe it was uh Comic Con when they revealed the No Woman No Cry uh Black Panther trailer. Um, yeah, he was there, and I loved when he walked out on stage. Fans were like doing the like gorilla chant towards him since he's you know the the Jabari tribe, and he was doing his little like Vefa, you know, back at them. He's very charismatic. I like like what little we've seen of him in the MCU. I like what we see. I think he would have been a great, like, put him as Black Panther. And he could be essentially the new, like, not necessarily Iron Man. Like, he's not wearing, I mean, he is wearing a tech suit. But what I'm saying, he's not, like, flying around on booster jets and all that stuff. But he's still got that, like, quippy kind of, like, attitude that RDJ has. But that's just, just, that's just me saying, regardless of who we pick, I hate that they did, they have done Shiri. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Jeremy, what you think? Uh, I mean, I'm just along for the ride, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but like, I, I do, I do like that theory of like having Mbaku as as the Black Panther because, I mean, in the in the first one, he had such like a redeeming storyline, and to where he was working together and in, and. You know, they still join forces later on and that type of thing. So, I mean, it, it could have been very easily set up already for it. So, 
Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of get agree with Richard on that, and also like, just because she's his his sister doesn't mean that she just naturally. Like, I hope it's like she needs to like prove herself a little bit more. I think than what she had in the first movie. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? It's just nepotism. <laughs> yeah. Basically, just because just, she's the daughter of the queen and the sister yeah. of Black Panther, she gets the Black Panther mantle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I, I hope that there's something in this movie that shows that she's that she can pull the sto- sword from the stone, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a feeling that's what this movie is, though, is her showing that she is quite capable. I think that's what they're yeah. going to try and do with this movie. Yeah, and and if they do that, like I think I'd be more, I'd be okay with it. But if it's again, if it's just like, ah, eh, she's she's a sister and she loves him, and so she's gonna get it, kind of thing. Like I, I'm not, I don't, I don't agree with that. But again, I, also I, I think Mbaku would have been a easy and perfect setup as well with the way his storyline went in the first one. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> here he um. is. <laughs> I don't like Shuri's Black Panther. It's canon. So like I understand it because it did happen in the comic books. But I I don't like Shuri's Black Panther for kind of the same reasons that you're talking about, Jeremy. Like she's never proved herself. Like even with uh, Eric Killmonger Black Panther, like she could not hold her own against him. Like she had the tech and whatever. Like she could not battle him. She couldn't face him. So to me, I'm like, how much progress could you really make between that time and now? Yeah. Honestly. So to me, that kind of throws that out. Um, I heard reports of Okoye. I don't like that because Okoye is pretty much just like loyal to just the crown. Like that's all she is loyal to is whoever the crown is at that point in time. That's one of the things I want to know. Sorry, you reminded me. What like is she now? Because this trailer really implies that she, you know, the last trailer we see, she's wearing the Dora Milaje like tunic, like the red tunic, mm-hmm. but she's not got any armor on anymore. And it looks like she's squaring off with the Dora Milaje. And then in this trailer, we see her like stab her spear into the ground and she's like crying. So is she like, is she, is she loyal to the crown anymore? I think she's like abandoning uh, Wakanda or something. So I heard reports of like, Possibly the Midnight Angels being a part of this movie. And Okoye is a part of that, along with a character known as Anika. And Anika is cast, if I'm not mistaken, in this movie as well. So it might be that she has formed that team. I mean, this is after the blip, of course, too. And so there's no telling what was going on during the whole blip process, but she had contacts and she was, you know, part of. Romanoff's like team of like world, you know, safety. Uh, you know what I mean? You talking about the war dogs? The war dogs. That's what um Nakia is called war dog, and that's what the people that they like their spies, like Wakanda's spies, are known as. Oh, uh, no, no, I see what you're saying. No, it's an actual, an actual team called um. What did I say? Midnight. Yeah, Midnight Angels. Oh, okay. So, and that's what it's in the comics. But that, it's rumored that that will show up in Wakanda Forever. And so I wonder if that's what this is. It's like she's kind of, she might have broke away. I don't know. She just, in Black Panther, she was very adamant about being, like, even though Killmonger had become king, 
Like she was very adamant about serving, you know, the throne, the crown and stuff like that. Yeah. So it well until the end. <laughs> well, yeah, until like she she saw T'Challa and it's like, okay, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Rules change, bro. So who 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 are the Midnight Angels? I don't know really much of anything about yeah. them other than it's like a team of like three people from the Dora Milaje. Uh, let's see, it says first team appearance of Midnight Angels, the strike force of the Dora Milaje, Ayo, Anika, and Tila. So it doesn't even have uh, Okoye as part of them. Maybe it's an Ayo that's been cast. One of those, either Anika or Ayo has been cast. So, but I wonder if they put it's, Okoye uh, as part of them. It's Anika. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely Anika. You um you are correct there. Uh, it's played by, I'm gonna mispronounce her name. Uh, I believe it's <laughs> actually Ayo Ayoy is there as well. Oh, cool. That's played by Florence Kasumba. I guess is how you say that. I'm I'm gonna I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm butchering these <laughs> names. <laughs> and then um Michelle Cole is Anika. Okay. But yeah, I don't like I don't like Okoye as Black Panther. I didn't I don't like you said her name a minute ago and now I forgot it. Black Panther's boo uh, thing. Nakia. Yes, Nakia. I liked her probably the best out of everybody. Like out of all real possibilities, uh Shuri, Okoye, Mbaku, like out of all the real ones, I liked Nakia the best. Just because she proved that she could fight. No, she didn't take on Killmonger like Chadwick did or like T'Challa did, but she did way better than Shuri did. Yeah. She was diplomatic as well. Like to me, she was the like, if you were going to gender swap or something, she was the one that they had built up and ready to do it. So I liked her the best out of all the real possibilities. But of course, I'm still up for like Team Bucky. And I <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> because like just just Bucky already owes Wakanda as it is for, for getting them out of the brainwash. He has all the training. He could train anybody to be able to be possibly the Black Panther. You know what I mean? So, like, if if we got, like, Shuri trained with Bucky, okay, I could start to kind of see it. I could start to kind of believe it. And so then you would just send Bucky out on missions. He's got probably the same kind of, like, profile kind of thing. I don't know. That's where I was going. <laughs> I don't want him to be the end-all, be-all Black Panther, though. I wanted him to help train the next Black Panther. That's what I was going for. Whether it be male or female, I didn't care, but just train the next one. My biggest question is with all this is, you know, it seemed like tradition was that when the king of Wakanda failed, like when they fell, T'Chaka, you know, died, and then we get Black Panther 1. There was like the passing of the herb. And so Chadwick, of course, or T'Challa took that took that on until that ceremony was made. M'Baku was the only one who would face T'Challa to go for the herb. So are we going to get that again? Uh, reports that I've heard is that there will be a synthetic herb that is made to give the Black Panther powers. But still, like, don't tell me they're going to sit there and skip tradition <laughs> as far as who takes on the mantle of the Black Panther. You see what I'm saying? Like, this stuff has been going yeah. on for years. And don't like and to to see Shuri beat out Mbaku. I mean, maybe she goes out there to do it, and then nobody challenges her. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my theory. Is that maybe they feel sorry for her that she lost her brother, and she goes out there and no one challenges her. But that's still just a cop out, though. Yeah, I'm like that's well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I just don't. Uh, she needs to earn it somehow. 
Yes. Yes. I well that I agree. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like I'm playing devil's advocate here for a second. <laughs> like, what I'm saying is, is this movie is showing that she earns it. Like, if if our theories are right and Namor is the one who murks T'Challa, yes, and then she takes out Namor then she's earned the the title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the point of this movie, but um, I don't know for sure. So, so with with that, I mean, like, is it, I mean, I, like, I guess may just have go at least half, if not most of the movie without like an actual like Black Panther. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I love, like, real, real quick, Michael, just, I loved your idea. I was ranting to my wife in the car, so uh, I love you, honey. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, I was, I was ranting to, to my wife in the car and I was like, I love Michael's idea of we get a Black Panther in this because I, I was thinking about it. This happens in the comic all the time. Like, whatever, so-and-so dies. Like, in this case, we'll just say it's T'Challa again, just for easy example. T'Challa dies, there's a new Black Panther, but it still looks like the old Black Panther. So, like, all throughout this movie, it's the same T'Challa Black Panther costume. Looks like a dude in a costume, and he's going around doing Black Panther things, whatever it is. And we think, oh, who, who could it be? Well, it clearly looks like a dude. Maybe it's a dude. And then at the end, it's revealed that it's Shuri or whoever that, you know, if they decided to change it and it was a whatever, whatever, a Koye. Then it's like, oh, shit, like it's this person. Like that happens in the comics so many times. Yeah. And that would have been such a cool idea. And I hate that they haven't done this. So basically you're saying like it would have been cool to have Bucky as Black Panther training Shuri in the background. <laughs> yes! Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I didn't say those words at all. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, of, of course I agree with you, Richard, because it was my idea, but like... Yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent example of what you're talking about, though, would be the Mighty Thor, the Jason Aaron run, because... yeah. You know, even though we knew it was a female, we didn't, we had no idea it was Jane Foster reading that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's probably the most recent, if I'm not mistaken, I, you know, swap like that, where Mm -hmm. I think it went 12 issues until you actually saw who, you know, was behind the the hammer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry, I'm laughing at Jeremy's cup. (laughs) (laughs) Every time it comes into frame. I was so worried about the damn wings on Namor's ankles, but that shit looks so dope. <laughs> I'm not oh, gonna lie. I, I, I respectfully disagree. <laughs> he looks like a he looks like a fucking hummingbird. I look like I should look, honey. He's he's eating from my hand. Isn't that amazing? Like, <laughs> it looks so dumb to me, but it's always looked dumb. I hate the little. Little feet wings. I've always hated it, but I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that they they decided to like any other movie studio would have been like, oh, that's dumb. We're not we're not putting in weird booty wings. Like we're we're not doing right. that. Um, Except for Hercules. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does. He looks like uh, Hermes from Hercules. But yeah, it, it's just ugh. anyway. Any other studio. Wouldn't have had the balls to do it. They would have done either A, a pair of shoes that had the wings on it. Yeah. Or B, they would have done like subtle tattoos going up his calf or something like that. Just oh, to yeah. like, 
do like fan service of, oh, look, he's got wings kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm totally with you. I've always hated them. And honestly, anytime I've ever seen any kind of like Greek mythology movie that had stuff like that or or Namor for this instance, they always look like they've hurt to me. I don't know what it is, but they made my ankles hurt and I don't understand why. <laughs> but when I saw him and he was like, he was just up there, I was just like, wow, this is, I don't know. I just loved it. I loved it. And then I love the memes that came after it where it was like, you would see Namor and then off to the side or in his hand, he'd have like a can of Red Bull. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's got me crunk about it. I love it. Um, anything else? Uh, Give me wings about it. <laughs> yes. That's probably copyrighted. I don't know if we can say that. <laughs> um, yeah, just the, I love the, the aesthetics of the Mayan like look to Namor. I hate, you know, oh. we talked about it. It is, con- it is confirmed that he's not King of Atlantis. I forget mm-hmm. the name of it, but they're changing that. That's dumb, but I like the look of it. Like, I love that like serpent yes. feather, serpent headdress that he's wearing and everything. Love They that. even gave him his pointy ears. I love that. But yeah, I, I'm excited for the movie. This trailer didn't get me any more hype than the last one. He looks like he has like emerald gauges in his ears. And I'm like, oh, yeah. those are sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't know. This, this got me so like ready for this movie. Like this, yeah. uh, this put me ready for it. O- outside of this, I was just like, okay, I'm not excited. It's going to be whatever. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all we got. Let's go on to the main event She Hulk, episode eight, Ribbit and Rip It. Quick synopsis of this is that uh, Eugene Patilio has come in suffering uh, third degree burns to his legs from supposedly a faulty superhero suit of his leapfrog sta- or yeah yeah leapfrog persona. Um, he wants to sue Luke. Uh, what's his name again? Luke Jacobson. Jacobson. Yes. For uh for making the suit and it being faulty, we get Matt Murdock in this, which is awesome. Woo! Right? Uh, turns out Eugene's a piece of shit, which I'm glad they did that. Honestly, he kidnaps Luke Jacobson to make him another suit, and uh, you know, we get a team up of Daredevil. We get a Marvel team up of Daredevil and She Hulk. So yeah, mm-hmm. and. You know, the the meaning Daredevil is in She-Hulk has so many different meanings in this episode. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> and we went there. <laughs> we get to see the gala. We get to see her stunning dress at the gala. And then shit goes down. And then that's it. Yep. They leave us hanging. Blue balled, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Not like Matt Murdock. No, he seemed pretty satisfied. Yeah, and his walk of I shame. Mean, he's yeah. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> so fucking awesome. funny. I, I I was I was dying. I was like, oh my. When it did that, like next morning, and you see like the lady walking the door. I'm like, are we about yeah. to get a walk of shame with Derek? And then here he comes into the shot. Yeah. <laughs> just dying laughing. <laughs> well, meters, Jeremy, where are you at? Uh, I was I was definitely pleasantly whelmed with this one. Um, I just thought it was a fun episode and I, I thought it was cool seeing Daredevil come in and 
and all that. And, uh, finally got to see her, her super suit. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought leapfrog was, <laughs> he was pretty funny through it. And, uh, just, yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. He's such an asshat. <laughs> yeah. He is. Well, I mean, he's a joke in the comics. Like he's yes. a total, like absolute joke. Um, but yeah, anyway. Totally agree. Richard, where are you at? Uh, I was overwhelmed by this episode. This is my favorite <laughs> episode. I loved everything about this episode. I loved Leapfrog being a complete total joke. I loved the courtroom scenes with Jen and Matt. I loved the scenes with Daredevil and She-Hulk. And like, I, I liked the, uh, the, the ending was a little bit kind of, eh, they should have probably saved that. But Jen literally addresses that at the end. So I, I kind of forgive it that they, they are aware of what they did. And uh, yeah, so I'm overly whelmed by this episode. Nice. Nice. I am pleasantly whelmed. I think the uh, there's a few jokes that kind of kept me from getting in the overly whelmed department. Things that kind of took me out of Daredevil's character. But outside of that, like I thought it was a good solid episode and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So pleasantly whelmed from me. So yeah, let's, let's cut it up. What's good? What's All not right. good? Um, well, I like so I, I yeah. I said so. I enjoyed the uh, the things I enjoyed were I agree with Richard as far as bringing Matt Murdock in, and I liked the, the like how they basically delayed that entrance of it of him coming in. I thought that was really cool, and actually like so it gave you kind of more of like yes kind of yeah, reaction yeah. to it when he finally walked in. So I I really really thought that was cool. I did and then. Of course, it's just the the back and forth between them was was a lot of fun. Whenever he went to, uh, whenever we went to to meet with her, did we ever? I may have missed. Did we ever see what his peace offering was, or whatever that he slid over to her? It was, it was the, the apple, apple martini. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. But I thought he had like a. I had a. I thought he had a some kind of like a Manila folder or something or something that he slid over to her. No. Oh well. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> So he saw something else there. Um, she was re- he was reaching for his beer and she helped him. Yeah. Is probably yeah, what yeah, you I, saw. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, I of course enjoyed whenever he came in there. That was gonna be my one question though, is like how how y'all felt about his suit. I was me personally, I was kinda iffy. Like I liked the helmet. I thought the helmet was cool. Yeah. And the the rest of it I was just eh, kinda about a little bit. I'll go first because Michael, I'm sure, has strong opinions about this since he's the bigger Daredevil fan. Um, I was okay. I was kind of meh on it. I too thought the helmet looked great. Yeah. Um, the arms kind of weren't very noticeable in scenes. They didn't look very yellowy to me. I love the joke where he, you know, whatever. We'll talk about that for a second. When when she's like, "What are you supposed to be?" and the Gold Devil, and of course they play the Netflix. I, I yes. fucking, I literally like, I like leaked up and was like, yes, <laughs> that they played the Netflix intro music when he's like, I'm Daredevil. <laughs> and then she's like, I guess you got to be pretty daring to wear ketchup and mustard. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was okay on it. Um, I'm, I'm excited though. I like, because like in comics, multiple superheroes, Spider-Man is one that always has like a different costume. I swear, like every run. But oh um, Daredevil is one of those characters. 
And I'm excited to see the different costumes. I, I really hope with the Born Again series, we'll see some more. Like maybe we'll get the black and red one. Yeah, Shadowland. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, the Shadowland yes. one. Yes, yes. Okay, so before I forget, I I was thrilled to hear the Netflix theme because that's just an amazing theme for him. I'm sorry. It's, it's freaking... Yeah, it is. It's just like the... Uh, I can't remember the DJ's name, but like the Wonder Woman theme that was made, like as soon as you hear that guitar riff, you know exactly what's up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? In, in the Zack Snyder movies. You're about the Gal Gadot one? Yes, yes, okay, yes. Yeah. So okay. like, like it, the, I love that. And this is right there with it. Like as soon as you hear it, I'm just like, oh, it fits perfect with him. So honestly, for me anyways. I hate when he was like, I'm Daredevil. And it's like, it totally, <laughs> I'm like, like I know it's supposed to be a joke, but I was just like, huh. <laughs> okay, that's disappointing. I didn't like that at all. Well, uh, um, just to rebuttal to that, I, we don't know yet how long he's been daredeviling in the in, like. Now that he's included, like we don't know yet what. I'm ready for Born Again. So my theory is that he said that because he's been daredeviling for like a decade, and he's like, "How oh, have you never heard of me?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I got you. No, I, either way, I just I didn't like the way it was delivered, and I know like. They got him to deliver it that way. Like I don't put it against Charlie Cox. They got him to deliver yeah. it with that way to to land a joke, and it just yeah. it didn't land with me. I didn't like it because, like to me, Daredevil's not really a jokey character, and he jokes a lot. And some of it's funny in here, but like, well, I don't know. I mean, the Mark Wade run, he was very jokey where he moved to California. Um, also, anybody that comes onto this show is absolutely going to be jokey because that's just the show. You can't yes. have him be total like. Netflix brooding and dark. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I totally, and I think the Mark Wade run, I couldn't finish, honestly. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I think I've got several of those trades and I just, I couldn't keep going. But yeah, no, with, especially with the show, I agree totally, like, it fits with the show. I just don't yeah. like that it, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't fit with the character. Yeah, now, if he, if Daredevil Born Again comes out and he's this sort of jokey, oh. then, then I would have issue, like, okay, we need to, let's tone it down a little bit. Like, he'll make quips, but, like, it's not, he ain't Spider-Man, like. <laughs> right, exactly. And I thought, I, I thought they tried to make him a lot like Spider-Man in this movie, or this TV show, honestly. With some of the CGI in the, uh, the parking yeah. lot scene. Um, oh, man, see, I, I'm sorry. I love that. I, to me, Daredevil needs to be nimble. Like he needs to be dodging She-Hulk's like attacks, like left and right. I, I loved that shit. That shit was so cool to me. I uh, know. I love most of it, but like, there's one instance where he like Matrix falls back. Yeah, and then like oh, pops yeah. back up, and I was like, okay, that's like a total Spider-Man move right there. Like <laughs> he should not be doing that. <laughs> like, anyways, back to the costume that sorry. Jeremy asked about. Yeah. Got like way off topic there for a minute. I think I said that I didn't want the Netflix costume red and yellow. I think that's what I said. And honestly, it worked for me. This totally looked like the Netflix costume with the color scheme of the red and yellow. I honestly think this was the best they could do. Like now seeing it in full whatever, it didn't have the pink hues that I remember seeing in all like the uh, the leaks and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, and, the, and in the trailer. So... I honestly think this is the best they could have done with that color scheme because it is a very odd color scheme for a character like him who's the dark brooding whatever type character that I know him as. 
Uh, it's very bright. Like, it's very Spider-Man-ish. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's very so, in your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I, I think they did the best with what they did and gave the fans some good fan service there. I enjoyed it. I don't know that I want to see it a bunch. Maybe just for here's and there's and stuff like that, just to kind of change <laughs> it up. But I want that good red, like, Daredevil suit back. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, just when you were talking about, I love when Daredevil and She-Hulk meet up on the the um, the parking deck, and oh no, it's when she pulls off the mask and she's like, "Matt," and you know, she says something about like, "Are you actually blind, or are you just pretending to be blind?" Because this is going to be a real like, this is problematic. <laughs> and then he's like, "You know, I, I was after this guy. You know, I'm not a bad guy." She's like, "Oh, sorry." Uh, sorry, I assumed the guy dressed as a devil was the good guy. <laughs> I love <Yes>. that part. <laughs> no, that was great. Yeah. See, whenever like I I saw the his out his costume. And granted, I didn't watch any of the Netflix series of it. I watched oh. maybe like the first like four or five episodes, and then I was about it. So good. But um, I, like it just made me think of like the eighties, like yeah. I guess it was around 70s, 80s, somewhere around there. But like Iron Man suit, it, I don't know. It just kind of made me think of that. And I, I just, I was like, eh, just wasn't, wasn't real crazy about it. I could kind of mm. see that actually. I could kind of see that the old Iron Man suit. Yeah. Now that you say that, I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I could, I could see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. So hey, and Iron Man's my guy too. So I mean, let's be yeah. honest. I, I'm not uh, losing at all here. <laughs> He just likes red. He likes the red and yellow colors. I think that's what it is. I guess so. (laughs) That's funny. I like that when they introduced Eugene and stuff like that, and She-Hulk was trying to get out of the case because it was going against Luke, that they went ahead and addressed that his dad was like a big time deal for the law firm because in the comics, his dad is Frogman. So like they passed that suit down or whatever. So I'm glad they like actually referenced that. Yeah. Well, the thing that irritated me, though, is now, yeah, like I say irritated, like just slightly. It's just his his name, like his dad's name is Vincent Patilio. Eugene is the son, which they name him Eugene, but they call him Eugene Patilio Jr. Because Holden Holloway mentions Eugene like senior because he was like the frog guy and he's like senior. But I think they so. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but like Leapfrog is essentially Batman. <laughs> like he, he's ripping off Batman. He had a uh, uh, a frog like signal instead of a bat signal. He had the frog mobile that we saw with Daredevil on top of it. He had his own lair named the Lily Pad, and it's all like themed for frog stuff. He was supposed to be like essentially Batman. Why didn't they call him Frogman instead of Leapfrog? Because you know Batman. <laughs> Frog, frog man, man. I would have made more <laughs> you would have made more of a connection there I think yeah I don't know why they they went with that I, I never I never even thought about that until you said it honestly like just him being like Batman but maybe it's because he's just so just campy and I can't stand him kind of thing like <laughs> I mean he did introduce himself as the guard frog yeah yeah God, I love that <laughs> Oh, that intro with him was just funny. Like the when he says his name and everything. This gives me hope. We were always teased in the Netflix series of Stilt Man. We got so many teases. 
I fucking <laughs> yeah, want did. Stiltman in the MCU. And this gives me hope. If we get a She-Hulk season two or something, maybe in the Daredevil series, they'll do it as a jokey episode since there's well, whatever, like 18 episodes. Um, like, I would love to see Stiltman. They did pull a bunch of freaking Daredevil villains from uh, to put in She-Hulk, which was so odd. Like, Yeah, it was. But yeah, you're, you're so like, like there was like even to the point we saw the damn stilts like in the Netflix series. Like, <laughs> Yep, it was in the background. You could see the suit and the stilts. There was two instances in the show where I about died laughing and it was where Luke was they were yelling at She-Hulk. They're back and forth at Luke's place and, and he calls her a greasy old buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah. Yeah, I I was going to mention that one of my favorite characters this episode was Luke. Yes. Because I loved how catty Luke was being. He was like, you know, you just you just trounce in here and, you know, accuse me of my work is impeccable. And yeah, he, I wrote down the greasy, I just wrote LOL. Luke calls her greasy old buffalo. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was great. And then like, as they're, as they're trying to handle, like, covertly come into the lily pad mm-hmm. to, to to go and, and get back Luke. Freaking that first guy that's walking down complaining about being <laughs> called a tadpole. Yeah. Like when that nightstick <laughs> comes against his head, I yeah. fucking lost it. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote that. What did I write? Uh, <laughs> that one dude gets, gets the shit knocked out of him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was yeah, really he's not funny. getting them back up from that one. <laughs> no, not for a bit. <laughs> well, uh, since we're we're talking there, did you freak out as like I freaked out when I was like, oh shit, are we about to get another daredevil hallway scene? Oh. Are we about to get that? And then we got another daredevil hallway scene with a little twist. I like that. I thought that was really funny. So for those of you who don't know the daredevil hallway scene, it's Fucking amazing from the Netflix. I, I see you, Jeremy. I see you. <laughs> and it's a damn shame, honestly. It is by far one of my favorite fight scenes I've ever seen in any fucking movie other than the Kingsman and the church scene. Like, that is the only... Like, those two are my favorite fight scenes ever. But It supposedly I was, hoping, was one take as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to butt in, but that's another thing hallway, that's really cool is the... Yeah, the hall supposedly that 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 first one, the first season, the hallway where he's wearing the the man without fear outfit. Yeah. And he's yeah. just beating the guys to a pulp and he gets so exhausted yeah. at one point, you know, he like falls back and then gets back up. Uh supposedly that was all done in one take. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. You need to find it. It's on Disney Plus. I was hoping for another hallway fight scene and like this gave me a taste, but this was not the same. It was to me, it wasn't. Yeah, it no. was not the same. Uh, I think they could have done it had they not, you know, let She Hulk ruin it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, first off, uh, like the last uh, I mean, episode who, who is, 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 yeah, the last episode <laughs> title is is applied here. Whose show is this? It's fucking She Hulk's. So like, lay off of her. Like she's fine. Just, this isn't the fucking Daredevil show. I think it's perfectly fine. And I like how they they took the piss out of it. Like, 
not, I'm sorry, Michael, but not everything has to be fucking brooding and dark. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, it can be humorous. And I like, you still got the cool action he's seen. Daredevil, nothing wrong happened with Daredevil. He still kicked ass on a bunch of guys. But then I love the idea that we see these goons at the end of the hallway and you think he's going to do more ass kicking. And then She-Hulk's like, nope, fuck it. We're, we're done with this. I'm not waiting around. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. No, waiting for you to hear more heartbeats. Just get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I want, I've been waiting for this for so long. And then they tease me with it. And then it's like, nope. And they zip it back up. And I was just like, oh, well, damn. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I get it. Like a lot of fans of the Netflix Daredevil series has been waiting like the, cause I mean, I'm a fan too. Like, we didn't know, like, season three came out, and we didn't know that they were canceled. And I think, like, halfway into season three, they were just like, oh, we're canceled. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And we didn't know if we'd ever get that back. And now that we're getting it, I, I get it. Like, you're like, no, I want it now. But <laughs> I, it, it gives me hope. This this episode gave me hope for Daredevil Born Again. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, super, like, I don't, no offense, I don't care about Echo like, like just, I'm ready for the Daredevil series. Yeah, I, I just Echo's cool. I like her, but honestly, she reminds me a lot of Elektra. And there's just never been an iteration of Elektra that I've liked. Elektra's never been that interesting to me. Like even now with the Chip Zdarsky run, uh, because she's like basically a Daredevil as well. I don't. I just I don't like reading her story as much. Like it's just it's. To me, it's not Matt. So yeah, she's got a whole nother like inter turmoil bullshit thing going on, and then I don't like it. So whatever. Yeah. No, I hear you. I know it's She Hulk show, but I don't know. I just like I said. <laughs> well, I've I'm, been waiting for so long. I just I'm I, I just was triggered because like I'm so t like I hear so many people bitching about the show, and they bitch so much about the Daredevil show uh, episode, and I'm like. I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm just over it. Like, I'm like, guys, it's She-Hulk show. It's not Daredevil. Like, yeah. But anyway. Totally agree. Uh, just because we're running out of time. Some big bombs were dropped during this episode. Um, the Sokovia Accords are repealed. Yeah. Like, Matt just straight up drops that bomb while in the courts, uh, courtroom scene. And I was just like, uh, what? Uh, I guess maybe they're having to do that since, like, the Thunderbolts are going to be a thing. Like, I don't know. It's very strange that they revealed that in this episode. Had to do it for some reason, I would think. So yes, um, we talked about earlier, like the way that Daredevil moved. I loved how he scaled down the garage, uh, even though that was kind of like wonky CGI a little bit for me. I love the way he did it because, like, he's known for joining, jumping from rooftop to rooftop and swinging and doing all these acrobatic things. So I did love that. Uh, Todd is a dick, and I can't stand him. He gets on my fucking nerves. Yeah. Yeah. So Todd needs to go. He, um, he owned that Wakandan spear. Either that, either, one of two things: either that spear's a fake, or the Dora Milaje is coming for that spear. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think it was right? established in Falcon. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They were like going out and retrieving all of the like vibranium. So like Todd's gonna end up murked by the Dora Milaje. Good. I ain't got time for shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you there. <laughs> Uh, I didn't like when Murdoch was, you know, he smelled the jet fuel and stuff like that. And and then he was like, oh, he's lying. And he looked over at Luke and he was like, don't ask me how I know. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, come on. 
don't yeah didn't like that i'm with you there like to me i was like are, are you trying to telegraph that you're daredevil what are you doing <laughs> well and then on the same note like he sits there and tells jen yeah luke jacobson made some suits she didn't put together that he was a fucking superhero at that point in time. Yeah. Like, what kind of a lawyer are you if you don't put that together? Come on now. Not a, not a good one. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, seriously, though, like she was awarded the female lawyer of the year. Oh, my God. Well, no, like the uh, the um, the part where he mentions the jet fuel and then then Luke says, like, you you put jet fuel in that. I put the, I specifically said use like a special kind of fuel. And she turns to him and goes like, what? Like, you see her at the beginning of the episode when Leapfrog is telling the story of how he got injured. She's flipping through a manual. It's got, like, Leapfrog's, like, suit on the front of it. So she's flipping through that manual. If she was a good lawyer, she would, like, verify that everything was done properly by the manual before... So, yeah, I chalk it up to she just was rushed and Holden Holloway was putting pressure on her. But, yes, I agree. Um, The hallway fight scene, I love the fucking stick rope where he, like, slings yeah. that shit out. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Love that. Miss that. Yeah, the, the Daredevil Billy Club was awesome in that scene. Yeah, I agree. The walk of shame for me was meh. It's funny because it's in the She-Hulk, but that's not stuff that I want to see of Daredevil. But again, I realize it's She-Hulk and I understand it. So, but it was just like, meh. I know you thought it was hilarious, but. Yeah. Yes. I did too. <laughs> uh, I like, before we get to the uh, the gala thing, she makes a statement of, you know, she's talking about like, isn't this supposed to be the end? Like, it was very satisfying, believe me. Uh, and, and she goes, another Hulk, but this one's red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. She breaks the fourth wall and mentions uh, this feeling not like the end of the episode or mentions that it feels like it should be the end of the episode. One, I completely agree and kind of have an issue with them tacking that gala stuff on the end because I was like, this absolutely should have just been the end of the episode. Um, when she realizes it, she, you know, she mentions that whole like, is this the tacked on set piece near the end? And then she, like you said, she mentions like, oh, are we going to get like a big twist, but it's a Hulk, but instead it's a red one yeah. where she's like, or am I getting fridged? And I, I loved that scene. Cause that's a, or, or that term. Cause that's a comic book term for those that don't know fridging or originally known as women in refrigerators. It was coined by the comic book writer, Gail Simone in 1999. It refers to oh, wow. females who had been killed, maimed, or depowered in particular ways that treated the female character as mere devices to move a male character's story arc rather than a fully developed character in their own right. Simone coined this specific phrase due to the issue, and you may know this, Michael, 1994's uh, Green Lantern number 54, where Kyle Rayner's girlfriend was killed and put into a fridge. Um, later on, though, like, you know, that was 1999, it's 2020 now, fridging has since gone on to be used as a practice for killing off or hurting a minor character in order to motivate or torture a main character. But I just, I like that not only did she break the fourth wall, she mentioned uh, Red Hulk, because, you know, we've all yeah. been speculating, you know, when's Red Hulk coming in? But then she uses, like, a specific comic book term I just thought that was cool. That was to me like icing on the cake. 
That's super. Like, I didn't know nothing about that statement. I was going to have to look it up. So I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. Was another, oh, really? Okay. Another uh, little section of the more you know with Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I'll get into my last thing is the QR code. The QR code is at 17 minutes, 15 seconds. It's on a power line or light pole when Jen and Matt arrive at Leapfrog's hideout, The Lily Pad. It takes you to a free copy of Charles Soule's 2014 She-Hulk number nine. I was way too busy this week and I did not have a chance to read it, but it is apparently uh, the issue is about when Jen first met Matt in court. So Jen is representing a depowered Captain America who's being sued over something that happened back during World War II. (laughs) And Matt is representing that guy. And they are battling it out in court. That sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Well, if you you read it before the end of the week, it'll be free. (laughs) (laughs) I like that uh, Nikki comes around the corner with brushes on her hands like Wolverine. (laughs) Yes. 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 Yes, that was really funny. Was that supposed to be a Wolverine reference? Like, that's yeah. what I took it as. Yeah, I did too. I completely hated that everybody, like, Jen didn't have to get it, but every woman got a freaking award. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 I totally get that, like, I'm totally for women's rights and everything like that. I, I don't see the things that I guess a lot of other people see. Maybe I'm just extremely fortunate where I'm at. And the places that I go to where, like, I don't witness a whole lot of that, but I, I don't see those kinds of things happening. And I, and it, do, it would amaze me that things still happen like that. Yeah, I, I don't think so. All of them winning, like all the women winning, winning that award. I don't know if that was necessarily like a like, oh, because they're all women, they should all win the award. I don't think that was the like the idea there. I think that was a joke that that awards will do that to make the women all feel included instead of just treating them like a person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, instead of, oh, here's your participation award, essentially. <laughs> they oh, were, hate that. Like, they were saying in that moment that they shouldn't do that, that only one person should have won. Which, honestly, from what I've seen from the show, Mallory Book should have won. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's... <laughs> She's the only competent lawyer in this show so far. Well, and I guess aside from maybe Pug. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Which, okay. So I want to get into my theories here because we're way past time here. Um, is Todd behind this? Why is he at that gala show? Exactly! Like, why is he, like, like, why is he there? Also, the guy that She-Hulk chases out when she goes full, like, berserker mode. Berserker. Um... I thought was Todd, but it's not because that guy has longer. Well, that guy has longer hair than Todd, but it looked like him. Like it looked like it was he was wearing a scarf, but I think it was a tie. Also, I got to go on our rant. I promised our listeners last week. Boy, I love how damage control was Johnny on the fucking spot there. I just love (laughs) that. That's just that's just so great. How how lovely of them. Yes, I'm aware that more than likely intelligentsia tipped them off. But still, it's a mess. Like, it just pissed me off. As soon as she comes out, they're all like, freeze, when all she did was smash a screen. Like, she didn't cave in the ceiling. Like, all she did was break a screen. 
And I was just like, really? You're going to bring guns out for that? (laughs) Okay, so I wasn't sure if that... I assumed that was damage control. I wasn't positive, though. I I just simply assumed it. Um, I wonder if that's why we got the reference to the Sokovia Accords, though, being uh, appealed or whatever. Because, like, now you need, like, something like... For all the people that are for it, you would need something like damage control. And that's why they have, like, sentinels, essentially, now that are going out looking and trying to map people and stuff like that is because you don't have those Accords anymore. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That people don't have to register and you're saying that they're just making sure that powered people are put in their place. I just, I, I like the idea of damage control being the, the cleanup crew, the like goofy cleanup crew after the Avengers, whatever, blow up New York City. They're like sweeping the floor and being like, I fucking hate Tony Stark. Like, why does he have to make such a mess <laughs> and stuff like that? I don't like them. Like, just make it new shield. Make it hammer. Make it hammer and make Justin Hammer <laughs> the leader of it. And that's why it's called Hammer. And they're now this new, like, whatever, Gestapo for superheroes. Because <laughs> you want them out there cleaning up She-Hulk's mess that she left in the parking lot. Well, I just think that would be fucking hilarious to have. <laughs> I, you could do, you, you want to do a funny sitcom? Do damage control. It's super easy. Anytime a big event happens, make a, whatever, six series, six episode series on damage control dealing with the cleanup after that. I think yeah. that would be fucking hilarious. Didn't NBC try to do something like that at yeah. one point in time? Yeah. Uh, it was for DC, I think. You're talking about the one with Vanessa Hudgeson and uh, Alan Tudyk. He was like the brother of Bruce Wayne. I can't remember. Yes. Uh, or, or, yes. Or cousin or something like that. I can't remember the something name of that like show. That. But yeah. Yeah. That might be why. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, I am done with all my rants, my glorious inputs of this episode. Do y'all have anything else you'd like to share? I'm good. Uh, yeah. I just um, my my time. I I I I put in this work. God damn it! I'm gonna mention it on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the actual runtime for this episode was 28 minutes zero seconds. It has now, it has taken the place from last week's episode, Michael. So that should make you a little happy. It is now the third longest. <laughs> it bumped uh, episode seven to the fourth place. It has now changed our average runtime to 25 minutes and 50 seconds. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the stingers. I do too. Yeah. I, miss the, I miss the stingers. I, yeah. I wish they'd have those. I I told my wife they should have made Daredevil doing the walk of shame, the 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 stinger. Yes. Because you could have you could have not shown that had Nikki mentioned like, hey, there's this weird like devil guy that just I'd walk past. And then all the like seriousness stuff happens, and then you know, we get the credits, and then the post credit is just Daredevil like whistling and going like morning. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that no, yeah, yeah. You hit that spot on because it would go with every yeah. other stinger we got to. Yeah. Where it was a comedic whatever. Yes. No, that's perfect, Richard. I yeah. Absolutely. Feige, hire this man. <laughs> hire us. I think we have some cool ideas. <laughs> that's great. All right. Well, if nothing else, Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's night with a K. And of course, on here. Richard, what about you? Uh, you can 
find me on Twitter if you want to contact me directly. My handle is Knight Curry, Knight like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram, you can check us out under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. No shame in retreat.